coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. We're actually here on what's called an investor's visa. Oh, cool. Yeah, you spend enough money and they welcome you with open arms. Yes, yeah. <laughs> money talks, man. Our lasagna is, uh, I've read many times, uh, grandma lasagna. It's actually very similar to my mother lasagna that is better than my grandma. And uh, <laughs> it is what it is. So the pairings is very important for me. Mm -hmm. uh, wine and food pairing and also oil and food, bread and food pairing. There is a lot of good uh, stuff to explore. So We have to hang out with you for a while. Yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here. There's the bruschetta. 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 Thank you. I'll never forget. Please. Now I'll never forget again. Thank you. <laughs> Let me say it. Bruschetta. Very good. Yeah, I read that the dough is somewhat similar to focaccia. Is that true? Mm, no. <laughs> right. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guests are Alan Bishop and Christian Ugathone. Alan is the owner, and Christian is the GM of Tutu Bene in Gulfport. After the interview, we make picana from our favorite butcher shop. We, we have, have a great, great show, show, so stick, stick around. As a St. Pete Foodies listener, you should also check out the Zest podcast from WUSF Public Media. You know, the Tampa NPR folks. Every Thursday, host Dahlia Cologne shares everything from food history to the best restaurants you haven't tried. There's recipes you'll want to try and a different slice of our state's foodie scene. The key lime actually is native to Southeast Asia. The English sailors were called limeys when they found out that they put it in their barrels of water to get rid of that brackish, well-watered taste. They uh, didn't get scurvy anymore, so they wanted them in all their ports in the tropics, so they took the seeds and planted them. So that's how we ended up with key limes down here. We invite you to listen to The Zest on your favorite podcast app or at thezestpodcast.com. Tell, Tell them St. Pete Foodie sent you. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oates Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oates has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable price as possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. 
We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, open daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. And Rollin' Oats offers online ordering with curbside pickup. Hey, Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there? Pork belly, pimento cheese, and fried green tomatoes are my favorite. Oh, yeah, I love that one, too. They actually call it the F-G-B-L-T. It's fried green tomatoes, pork belly glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese. Mm -hmm. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. And I think they should actually call it the OMG. Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good, too. It has chicken and chicken sausage, criminy mushrooms, and four cheese grits. It's so delicious. I love that they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble Crust is famous for their fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a best eggplant parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, Best Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Best Bloody Marys, Best Meatballs, and, believe it or not, Best Salads. Ooh, can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs. It's oh, so good. Man, you're not kidding. You know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 10.30, which I love. And the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. Our guest today, along with his wife, are the co-owners of Tuto Benny in Gulfport, Please welcome Alan Bishop. Welcome, Alan. Thank you. And Christian is also here, and he, he's going to be on on the second half. No, but uh, Alan, you and your wife, Michelle, are co-owners of both Tuto Bene and Gulf Perk Coffee Bar in Gulfport. Correct. Yeah. And Michelle was going to be here, too, but she had to fill in for somebody at the uh, coffee bar. That's what I heard anyway. As Michelle would say, she's slinging beans today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it seems that you guys are fairly new to the restaurant business. Very new. And so, Where are you from originally? Toronto. Born and raised in Toronto, but we've spent the winters here for many, many years. Oh, okay. So you're very used to Florida. So yeah. did you just recently make it permanent? Yes. Ah. August 2019, nice. we moved here permanently. Nice. Right. And and you guys originally opened up as Fortunatos in 2019. Correct. Mm -hmm. And that's, Lori, the location that we went to prior to that. It was the taco place where we couldn't get our tacos in time before oh, we had to go to Tampa. Oh, right, yeah. right, yeah. right. And so, we left. Yeah. So it's, it's more space outdoors and then a smaller space inside. And that's Tuto Benny or the, the coffee Benny. shop? Okay. So Fortunato's went, became, got rebranded as Tuto Benny last June. Correct. 
and we're going to get more into Tuto Benny in a little bit. But uh, first, it seems there's not a lot of info on you on the internet. But it seems like you had your own company and that you were in the tire business. That is also correct. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was in Toronto? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. And so for how long? Uh, we did that for 19 years. Um, went from 94 to 2013, and then we got bought out by an American company that wanted to come into Canada. Congratulations. Oh, thank nice. you. I bet that was a good buyout. Yeah. <laughs> so did you kind of retire at that point? Or? We did. We were fully retired for three years, and we were doing six months down here and six months in Toronto. And uh, we were walking through the uh, beautiful city of Gulfport one day and thought to ourselves, why, why is there no coffee shop here? Oh, well, <laughs> right. <laughs> and the rest is history. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. So... So when you per- mo- when you moved here permanently, that's when you opened up Golf Perks. Correct. Okay. Yes. And so that was yeah. 2019. We opened October 2019. Okay. And then what about uh, Fortunatos? Um, I was actually my wife and I were just a silent partner in that business, um, and uh, didn't really have a lot to do with it. And when the pandemic hit, uh, we were closed for six weeks, and when we came out of the pandemic, um, there was obviously uh, a need for a cash injection. So that's when the buyout occurred. I bought them out and uh, rebranded it mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. Tuto Bene. How was it doing as Fortunatos? It was doing okay. It's it's just a different business model. It was more of a pizzeria, mm-hmm. I liken it to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would say. It was really just a pizzeria. It was doing okay, but I think it does a lot better now. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like I should know this because you know there used to be Fortunatos right over here, block away on Central Avenue, and then uh, Josh bought that out. Mm-hmm. It's now Crafty Squirrel, and then there's there's Fortunatos I've seen in the Tyrone Mall. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still there because I don't go there that often. Uh, so is it a is it a franchise or a? It's uh, a family. Business? There is um, the the father, which has the South Pasadena location. I believe the son has one or two locations. Uh, the wife has one or two okay. locations. Yeah. Okay, family. so it's a family business. It's all family. Yep. Several locations. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I was always very confused by that, too. I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> right. You know, and it's confusing, too, because I was saying uh, Josh Cameron, he bought out the Fortunato's location on Central Avenue, and then he bought Lucky Dill a couple doors down from it, and Lucky Dill has another location, but it's separate ownership. Right. And it's like they have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. So that's why I got confused about that. Well, Lucky Dill is no longer anyway. They're, they're yeah. tearing everything right. out. Right. <laughs> Newsflash. Yes. So can you get me a good deal on tires? <laughs> <laughs> My connections are gone. To I say was going to say, I think he's done with that, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so what made you decide to go into the, well, I guess it was, the, there was no coffee shop. Correct. That yeah. was it, right? That's, yeah. That's it just answer. looked like a great opportunity um, for us to be able to move here, live here. And um, again, the opportunity was there. So we thought we bought the building. And then started to uh, look at the build out, and took quite a quite a while. We bought that building March of 2017, so oh, wow. two and a half years wow. later that we were actually because we were only able to spend six months here. There was a lot of flying back and forth, and mm-hmm. we're limited as Canadians to 182 days out of the year. So you got to curve it up and try and get a lot done. So right. then, did you you have to get, did you get citizenship? No, we're, we're actually here on what's called an investor's visa. Oh, cool. Yeah, you spend enough money and they welcome you with open arms. Yes, yeah. <laughs> money talks, man. For as long as you want? Is that how it works? It's or? renewable every five years. I so see. as long as the terms and the conditions are the same, 
um, obviously we're employing people, mm-hmm. we're profitable, um, then they'd renew it. Thank you. Right. Consistently. Now, Gulf Perks, is that located next to Sea Dog? No, other way. Other way, okay. Yeah, go down towards, uh, do you know Beach Bazaar? No. Um, Stella's old location? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's exactly where it is. Okay. It's set back a little bit. It's an old, uh, it's a cottage from 1939, ah. and it's purple. So How cool oh. is that? Can't miss that. It's kind of <laughs> neat. Yeah. Yeah, we should do a staycation in Gulfport. We should. Get to know all the places. And we're... We can't wait to come to Tuto Benny. Sorry that we didn't make it before the interview, but we definitely will be when we get back from vacation. And actually, this comes out after we're back from so vacation. So for, for those of us that can't sit outside and eat because it's way too hot, do you have indoor seating? We have a small indoor area. It's probably, I'm going to say, about 24 seats. Okay. It's really quaint. It's it's a it's a neat old building also. Nice. Okay. That's even actually a little bigger than I had remembered it. Right. Tw- that's not bad, 24 so seats. So come early and get yeah. a seat early. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and can you tell us about the chef? Absolutely. But I think Christian was going to get more he is. Okay. Okay. of that with we'll let, you. Christ- we'll let Christian do that. Yeah, then. absolutely. So... Coming from the tire business, and I don't know what you did prior to that, but you obviously owned your own business, so you knew yes. how to handle the business side of things. Correct. Had you ever thought about before um, getting into um, a, restru- a restaurant type thing? Not at all. Um, Never even crossed your mind? You know, well, I guess maybe it did because it kind of, I, I think a lot of people look at it from the outside looking in thinking, oh, that might be glamorous or that might be fun, but I've uh, quickly found out it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of people don't understand how much work it is or appreciate it. And, you know, we get to see a little bit of behind the scenes stuff doing what we're doing. And we do some cooking at home too. And just to also try to get a better feel for what goes on in restaurants, even though we know it's nothing like being a chef in a restaurant is nothing like home cooking. But sometimes people will ask us if we're going to open our own restaurant. And we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you guys handle that. But so, so were you, initially it was like the coffee shop because there was no coffee shop. So do your own. And then, so how did you, tra- how did you transition to Fortunato's then? Did they, were they, they, were they looking for an investor? Or? I'm the landlord. Ah. Oh. <laughs> you know. Because you bought the building, right? I bought the building. Right, right. And then again, I flew down from Toronto, uh, met with them. Did the lease with them, and uh, a little cash injection was necessary partway down the path. So we, um, that's where we got involved again as a silent partner. What did you do prior to um, opening the tire business? I've always been involved in the automotive industry in one form or another, mm-hmm. and prior to that, I had a sales agency. So we represented different manufacturers right across Canada. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was always anything to do with cars. If it had something to do with cars, I'm, I'm pretty interested. So right. it uh, it appeared that the tire business originally was fairly easy to get involved in without spending a lot of money. So I opened uh, the first store, a retail store called Tire Depot, mm-hmm. and then quickly figured out that if you were going to be able to compete with the big boys, you had to buy at their level. So then we opened up distribution centers and... When we finished, we had about 110,000 square feet of distribution in five retail stores. Oh, wow. Nice. That's a nice growth growth there. So what do you think is uh, the primary thing that makes any business successful? Well, after running our own business up north for 19 years, it, it quickly occurs to you that uh, 
it, it's all about people. It doesn't matter whether it's tires or whether it's food. Really good people are going to take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's the one thing we definitely, our takeaway from that business was definitely the people are the most important part of your business. And I can honestly say that it's uh, Christian that has allowed or, and, and really made this business as successful as it is today. Great guy, really understands the industry. Wonderful. Great. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with Christian. Where can you find the freshest fish in St. Pete? Well, you can't get fresher than caught that day. That's what you'll find at Trophy Fish. The day boat special includes the fresh catch of the day, cooked how you want it, with your choice of two sides and a house-made sauce. They also have some incredible appetizers, like grilled street corn that's like crack. That stuff's so good. Incredible grilled oysters, fresh fish spread, and much more. You will also find some options for the land lovers out there. All of this set in a setting that makes you feel serene and relaxed with your toes in the sand, like a day at the beach. They like to call their concept, Bait Shop Chic. So head on down to Trophy Fish, where you can grab a boat drink from their full bar and fill your tummy with the freshest catch around. Trophy Fish is located at 2060 Central Avenue in the Grand Central District. They are open Wednesday through Friday at 5 p.m., Saturday and Sunday at 12 to 3 for brunch and at 5 for dinner. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. We are back, and we're talking Tutto Bene in Gulfport, Florida, which is a great little Italian restaurant, casual place with some great Italian-American food. And now we have with us the general manager of Tutto Bene, Christian. And Christian, say your last name for me. Hi, guys. My last name is Ugusoni. Good thing we let you do that. (laughs) (laughs) How how do you spell it? U-G-U-Z-Z-O-N-I. Very good. And Try to say it. Yuguzoni? Mm, no. Close. Ter- terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Yuguzoni. Yuguzoni, but close. Close enough. Yuguzoni. Okay. And, and we'll, <laughs> Go ahead. We haven't yet mentioned that tutto bene in Italian means everything is good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's true. But from everything, food, life. Right, right, right. So yeah. where are everything, you from? Everything, everything. You step into the restaurant and everything is good. Where People... Yep. Surrounding, music, food. Awesome. I'm from Modena. It's uh, in the north of Italy, between Florence and Venice. Mm-hmm. It's the city of the balsamic vinegar. Right. Ferrari, That's where I see that name all the time. <laughs> Luciano Pavarotti. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Luciano Pavarotti. And how long have you been in the U.S.? I moved here in uh, January 13. Mm-hmm. I've been um, 
various places, Miami, North Carolina, and they moved uh, in this area last year in August, right after they rebranded the restaurant actually, and I started to work with them right away. I mean, mm-hmm. after two weeks that I was here, I started. That's excellent. It's 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 clear that you're a key player there. So let me make this I clear. I you, hope so. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it was January 13th of 2020 that you moved here, correct? January 13. No, no, January 2013. Oh, it's, January 2013. It's oh, okay. eight years Got that it. I'm here already. Got it. I've okay. been five years in Miami, two years in North Carolina, one year here. Got it. Okay. And have you always been involved in food? Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I was 19, I'm 42, so nice. it's been a while. So had, have you designed the menu and had input on the recipes? So this is the thing. I moved uh, here in August and uh, I started to working with them right away. It was like a coincidence. I unpacked my stuff from the car and uh, because I live like one minute away from the restaurant. <laughs> so... <laughs> so I needed to eat, uh, and uh, I found uh, that place with that uh, Italian name on the top, Tutto Bene. I said, oh, maybe they have uh, my kind of food. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I stepped in. Uh, it was good. I said, oh, cool. And uh, two days after, I found an ad of uh, they were hiring. So I said, okay, that's destiny. So let's go there. Yeah. And uh, it started from there. Um, our chef is uh, really good. It's... Uh, American with a lot uh, of background in Italian food and we we work to, together I mean uh, he give uh, his experience I give mine I added some extra classic Italian touch mm-hmm. that uh, they are not very known here because uh, I mean uh, they try to accommodate the Italian food to American uh, right uh, taste but uh, I think that it's important to use our roots also right and uh, that's a key uh, i saw that people really like uh, when uh, we add uh, an extra touch of italian roots uh, food is good i'm hope i'm good so we'll we'll doing good stuff together so that's good right like mo- most italian restaurants that uh, you know that i'm familiar with anyway in the u.s like you said they're catering to the american palate and yes. there's a lot of that's good uh, but uh, right Still, we need to try to show our roots uh, to the American palate too, and uh, it's working good actually. So, yeah, I right. agree with you, one hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, so mo- what, 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 give us an example. I mean, uh, for example, the meatballs. Very, it's a very easy example. Uh, they must be done the right way because in many Italian restaurants, meatballs are. Um, what you use from the leftovers to not throw away food. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, it's born like a very cheap dish to not waste in the old, uh, mostly southern Italian families. Mm-hmm. And from there, it became a very important dish mm-hmm. because uh, it started like that. But then it grew up a lot like a, a key dish for uh, Italian food. So our meatballs are giant or gigantic, I don't know how, how you say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, beef, 100%. About, about this, this big? Like this. About, about the size of a baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They are a baseball beef ball. <laughs> it's, baseball uh, beef ball. It's 100% beef with uh, 
a lot of key ingredients, bread, garlic, red wine, they mm. taste so good. So, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think that uh, we are famous for our meatballs. So do you, very do you good. pan fry them? No. No. Okay. Bake? Mm-hmm. bake mm-hmm. You probably, when they're that big, you probably have to you bake have them. To bake yeah. Them. Yeah. So, would it be safe to say then that at Tutto Bene, you have some of the Italian American dishes and some of the more traditional at the same time? There is a little bit of both, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We try to uh, make uh, American people happy with uh, American Italian food, but also the one that want to try a little bit of real Italian food. Mm-hmm. What are a couple of items you would recommend? So we have the best tiramisu in Florida. The, the tiramisu. Best. Oh, tiramisu, okay. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> it's uh, so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, people really lick the plate. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, it's very, very good. And that is uh, done really the traditional Italian way. I would say that uh, if an Italian guy like me come here and eat it, say, wow, this is very good. So I like uh, our Marsala because it's done with a specific Marsala wine. Not uh, everyone can do the same thing. Uh, Our Marsala is Versari. It's... uh, it's perfect. It's the perfect balance between sweetness and bittery. Mm-hmm. And it uh, matches super good with veal and chicken. Uh, it's a how really, you, really amazing dish. How do you spell that one? Uh, V-E-R-S-A-R-I. Okay, cool. Then we can try to find it. It's a <laughs> really good marsala. It's even good to drink it, but, well, it's better to cook it. And uh, <laughs> I mean, everything is good there. So, mm-hmm. as the name of the restaurant says, no? Our lasagna is... Uh, I've read many times uh, grandma lasagna. It's actually very similar to my mother lasagna that is better than my grandma. And uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, it's very tasty. I love lasagna, uh, so now I'm going to have to come try that. Yeah. Um, we might, might have to go before vacation. <laughs> our salad dressing are all homemade, and the people want to buy them actually because they are very good. Uh, we have to start thinking about it, Alan. Yeah, Alan. Because get on that. <laughs> um, a lot of people ask for it. Oh, can I buy it? Can I buy a bottle? Um, also, there there are a little secret ingredients that uh, they are very. But you're not going to tell us because they're secret. Uh, they should. They should stay secret. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that you make your own focaccia bread in house. Yes. Also. Yes, our uh, we make our own bread, uh, various kind actually of it. Uh, um, our guys in the kitchen are very good. Uh, they know they how to do the, their so job. So, do you guys import a lot of ingredients from Italy? We have a company that uh, provides us uh, imported ingredients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's important because yes. uh, the taste is different. Even if uh, the same ingredient is done here, it's different than uh, if it's done there. So we'd rather import a little bit. Uh, and uh, even if it's a little more expensive, who cares? Uh, the taste change. Mm-hmm. So... So where, where do you get your olive oil from? Uh, like from Tuscany. Tuscany, yes. Yeah. There are four kinds of olive oil in Italy. And well, every olive oil should be used for different reasons. Uh, if you go in Italy to the very high scale restaurant, uh, they give you olive oil according on what you eat. It's something that uh, it would be cool to do here too. Maybe we will do it, but uh, it needs steps. Uh, but uh, our olive oil is uh, from Tuscany is very good. This and is something the, I had not heard before. Yes. Because we, we buy imported olive oil as well. We don't use the stuff here We use the uh, Ligurian. Ligurian. Yeah, uh, from Taggia. Mm-hmm. Taggiasco. Uh-huh. It's perfect with salad. 
that, yeah, no, because it's light. Uh, that's what we use. It, that's what we use it with. Yeah. We, ah, also, we also have Greek olive oil that we because uh, you can use it for cooking. You can use it uh, pairing with meat, with seafood. It, it depends what you eat. I'm a sommelier, so the pairings is very important for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, wine and food pairing, and also oil and food, bread and food pairing. There is a lot of good. Uh, stuff to explore so we have to hang out with you for a while yeah we do okay <laughs> i mean I, i'm here <laughs> do you use the uh san marzano tomatoes yes yeah, the, yeah. awesome the, those so are the best just out of curiosity because i'm thinking about it um you said you moved here you unpacked and you were hired where did you move from i was in north carolina before here okay mm-hmm. what part Asheville. oh oh nice so where were you working there in another Italian restaurant. Which which was called? Renzo's. Renzo's? Renzo's. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we've been there. I don't think we went. We were in Asheville about four years ago. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, very good restaurant too. I mean, uh, I try to find the good ones <laughs> if I can. Make sure you check out the review of Tuto Bene on stpetersburgfoodies.com. And here's a few of the items. And actually, we were talking meatballs. It's the meatball ricotta. Yeah. That's uh, meatballs in... Uh, their own sauce with uh, ricotta on the top. Mm. The ricotta is cold, so it matches uh, the hot of the dish. Mm-hmm. So you have the both uh, hot and cold in your mouth. It's very nice, tasty. Con- contrasting. It comes with uh, crostini, homemade bread. Nice. nice. You have to try it. No, I can't wait. <laughs> and then the calamari is also in the review. It looks like it's a nice light batter on mm-hmm. that. There's the bruschetta. 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 Thank you. I'll never forget. Please. Now I'll never forget again. Thank you. <laughs> Let me say it. Bruschetta. Very good. Rigatoni alla vodka. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Try ch- with prosciutto. Mm. Totally. And then chicken parmigiana. That would be more like an American Italian dish. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Gnocchi rosato. Yeah. It's a pink cream sauce mm-hmm. with a homemade gnocchi. It's a potato made pasta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very light, mm-hmm. tasty. I have never known of a gnocchi that was very light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And then the lobster ravioli, when we posted that on our Instagram, it blew up. Really? Yeah. It's lobster. Yeah. It's going to blow With up. balsamic vinegar on the top. Very Ooh. important. Oh. From my hometown. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Okay. And now I'm going to need help with this pronunciation. Let's try. Garlic and Parmigiana shia... Siara? Yeah, in the last one year, only three persons could uh, say it correctly. <laughs> so it's a uh, schiacciata. Oh, I'm just going to try it. I'm sorry. That's okay. Schiacciata. 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 It's, it's it, a similar dish. It's a flatbread. A little bigger than a flatbread, mm-hmm. um, but a little smaller than a pizza. Very thin crust. Very tasty. Nice. Yeah, I read that the dough is somewhat similar to focaccia. Is that true? Mm, no. <laughs> All right. Absolutely not. There are two different those. Okay. <laughs> Actually three, but anyway. And Stromboli, is that? Stromboli. 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 It's an Italian volcano. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Italian volcano. And then it's have... true. It's in the south of Italy. Oh, that's funny. It comes from there, the uh, name. Oh, Strom- no kidding. I didn't Stromboli. Know, I didn't yeah. Know that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you have uh, 12 different pizzas. Probably now more, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there's this is... A fraction of the menu. There's a lot of other great stuff. One of one of my favorites is veal saltimbocca. Yes, this is very Italian actually. Yeah. Uh, we have veal and chicken saltimbocca. Ah, it melts in your mouth. 
Yeah. Mm. Kevin made a chicken saltamboca for me here himself at home. And it was to die for. It was really yeah. good. That, that was from Chef Dennis. Yes. It was from a, a, yeah. a recipe a, that he a, made. AskChefDennis.com. I'm excited to come try it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's another one of my favorite Italian restaurants downtown that we go to on a regular basis. I get that every other time. So can't wait to try yours. <laughs> uh, we are ready. So you guys are Monday to Friday, 5 to 10? Yes. And Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 10? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is the summer hours because we have seen that it's a little hot outside now. Mm-hmm. So people don't come to eat at 3 p.m. So right. <laughs> we moved a little forward the hours and it's, wor- it's working good. Yes. Good. So keep in mind those are summer hours. I think you, you were opening at 4 uh Outside of summer? We were opening at three in winter, at four uh, in spring, spring, and then five. Okay. And you wanted to mention um, your chef and where he came from, right? Yes, uh, our chef, uh, Josh. It's uh, Josh Blumberg. Yes, I can't pronounce it, so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <clears throat> I have some problem on some American words, so I try to avoid them. And <laughs> so... Um, he was working with uh, Alan uh-huh. at the very beginning. At Portunatos. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then um, he moved to Boemos. Oh, yes. Was a uh, chef there. Yeah. And then uh, he was uh, always in very good uh, relationship with Alan. He always asked to come back. And finally, we found the right time to do it. So he's been with us already two months. And, so uh, two months now? Yeah. Great. Uh, he really improved a lot the menu. Uh, his ideas are uh, great. Mm-hmm. I try to keep him on an Italian path the, <laughs> the best as I can, and uh, he's doing very good. And uh, I mean, he's amazing. He's, uh, great. We look forward to meeting yeah, him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. We have to do that sooner rather than later. Yes. And I want to mention you guys have live music uh, every day. Every day. Every day. And happy hour and early bird specials are five to six, and they're really good deals. Okay. There's a ton of dishes. I think they're twelve ninety five. Yes, the early bird is twelve ninety five. Is uh, the idea uh, is born for uh, winter time, so it was two hours actually from three to five. Mm-hmm. Now that we open at five, it's a little uh, in, in a tricky hour spot. So now is from five to six. That's a perfect time for me and Kevin. Yep, it's uh, <laughs> it's very good deal actually. Yes. So, and I also want to mention that you guys made two of our best of lists for this year: best meatballs I told and you. best Italian restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, we all collaborate on that. Lori, myself, Haley, Abby. Thank you so, for uh, letting us uh, go into your yeah. rankings. Absolutely, you earned it. And Tuto Benny is located at thirty thirty eight Beach Boulevard South in Gulfport, Florida, and the website is tutobenegulfport.com. T U T-T-O-B-E-N-E. So two T's in the middle, one N in the middle. TutoBeneGolfport.com. Christian and Alan, thank you so much. Thank Thank you, you. Thank you for having us here. It was a pleasure. We'll be right back. Ramen is the ultimate comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins or just mushrooms for vegetarians, and I'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. 
go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? Dat's Restaurant in downtown St. Pete not only has some of the tastiest food, they are also unique and creative. They're the home of comfort food with flair, a foodie wonderland filled with bacon, cheese, and house-made breads. I love their shrimp and grits, which made our top 10 list. The trick is they use cream cheese and an Indian makani sauce. They also have a bunch of great burgers that use certified Angus beef. And two that they're famous for are the Cheesy Todd, where instead of a bun, you have two bacon jalapeno mac and cheese buns, and then the Double D, where you have two whole glazed donuts instead of a hamburger bun. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. I love the spaghetti in meatball, ginormous meatball stuffed with spaghetti inside the meatball, then served on top of more pasta. They also have tacos, fish and chips, meatloaf, pulled pork, grouper sandwich, salmon, a great steak salad, and tons more. They've got a huge location with lots of outdoor seating, and the inside is as spacious as it gets, great for social distancing. They're right in the heart of downtown St. Pete on the very first block of the famed Central Avenue, 180 Central Avenue. Their website is datstampa.com, and on Facebook you can find them at Dats for Foodies. Check out Dats in downtown St. Pete. Anybody that's listened to our show for some time should probably know that we love our meat. We do. And we had something new, which is pretty cool, from St. Pete Meat and Provisions. We had the Brazilian, well, the Brazilians call it picanha. Mm-hmm. Uh, gringos call it culotte. Culotte or culotte? Culotte or culotte. Yeah, I don't even know. I should check that, C-U-L-L-O-T-E. I guess. C-U-L-L-O-T-E. Yeah, we'll have an update on that in the future. But yeah, it's, it's best known as picanha. It's P-I-C-A-N-H-A, but it's pronounced like the H is a Y, picanha, something like that. This is what you normally see in the Brazilian steakhouses, the churrasco. So it's a big piece. We get it as a big piece of meat. It has a big fat cap on it. Mm-hmm. And we salted it like we normally do, let it sit in the refrigerator uncovered for 24 hours. And then I take it out and I scored the big fat cap. And then I cut it into like one inch steaks. And we got, I think we had like five or six steaks out of it. Yeah, we did. And then what they do in the Brazilian steakhouses is they take those steaks and they kind of fold them over into almost like a C, letter C shape, Mm -hmm. and then skewer them that way. So that's that very distinct look. If you've ever seen like an ad or been to a Brazilian steakhouse, uh, that's that's what it is. But we kept them straight, Mm -hmm. more looking kind of like somewhat like a New York strip steak, even though it's really not anything close to that. Right. But it's a, it's a tender and juicy cut of beef that's from the rump section of the cow. And I already told you about that thick layer of that fat cap. You want to leave that on there. Mm-hmm. And it adds so, that flavor. Yeah. And, and p- part of it gets tender enough that you can eat a little bit of fat if you'd like to. Mm-hmm. It's not really that bad for you. You just don't eat it all. But it's, it's the most popular steak in Brazil. But here in the U.S., most people don't know about it, so it's not that it's not expensive. Right. I we had never cooked it before. I mean, I I saw it on their menu many times. I kept saying, "I want to get that. I want to get that." I know, and it, and I'm proud of you for saying that too, because that's normally me. Like I see something I've never seen before, I'm like, "Okay, I want it." Mm-hmm. And you did it this time. In fact, I drunk ordered it from Erica one day <laughs> on a Sunday. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. And it was also the maiden voyage of our new Weber grill, so that was fun. 
now to go with this, we did a chimichurri, which is what is common. And this is supposedly an authentic Uruguay or Argentina chimichurri, even mm-hmm. though it's Brazilian sake. Right. I got the uh, recipe from com, and it's Cafe, D-E-L-I-T-E-S. Mm-hmm. They spell lights, you know, like light whatever beer or something. No, light beer is L-I-G-H-T, yeah. isn't oh. it? No, maybe it's not. Depends on L-I-T. the brand. Yeah, it's a yeah, marketing yeah. thing. Right. So Cafe Delights, they had this great recipe for chimichurri. And the only thing I did different is I left off the oregano. I did not put that in, but it has olive oil, red wine vinegar, garlic, fresh diced red chili pepper, like a Fresno, parsley all chopped up. And it was it delicious. goes great with the steak. Yes. It definitely did. And we accompanied it with grilled fresh Florida corn on the cob because that is in season now. And you made some sautéed spinach and bell peppers. I did. So you can check that out at St. Pete Meat, amongst many other things. We talked about a lot of the different meats and sausages and whatnot. They specialize in whole animal butchery. They actually got in an entire cow. They have lots of other items such as poultry, pork, house-made sausages, bison, lamb, veal. They also have cheese and charcuterie, eggs, dressing, sauces, and they've been increasing their curated selection of dry goods that includes seasoning, spices, rubs, oils, honey, local honey, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Right. Honey. Honey, local honey. honey, honey. Yes. Jams, hot sauces, pickles, and they even have charcoal for your grill. And there's crackers and there's cookbooks. So some of those are some good gift items too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and one thing I almost forgot. We, before St. Pete Meat and Provisions, usually would buy the Oscar Mayer thick cut bacon. We did. And we enjoyed it. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. Until you can get something better for the same price. Right. I love their bacon. Yeah. So the Oscar Mayer is eleven thirty nine for a pack and they it's a it's exactly a pound. Saint Pete meat bacon is also eleven ninety nine it's eleven ninety nine a pound. We got a little more than a pound. Mm-hmm. So it was a little more than that. But it's like we paid a dollar sixty eight more for something ten times better. Exactly. So just to remind you, St. Pete Meat and Provisions is located at 449 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete, and they have newer hours on Sunday now. So Sunday, they open and close earlier, right. which makes sense to me. So the, yeah. the, the hours are actually Monday through Saturday, 1030 a.m. to 7 p.m. And on Sunday now, it's 9 a.m. in the morning to 4 p.m. in the evening. And the website is stpetemeat.com. This is Chris Walker, and you're listening to CP Foodies Podcast. So there's not one stinking new review or anything on the website this week, because Lori and I went on vacation to Philly, and Haley was sick. We hope she feels better soon. We will have a bunch of new stuff coming the following week and at the end of the month. There's going to be a whole bunch of new reviews we're all working on, four of us, Abby, Haley, me, and Lori. And next week on the show, we have a special episode focused on what to eat and what not to eat at the Disney parks with Disney parks expert, Brian Levine. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Alan Bishop. And Christian Ugothone. And thanks to our sponsors. St. Pete Meat and Provisions. Trophy Fish. Dats. Rollin' Oats. The Zest Podcast. Noble Crust. Booyah Ramen. And, and Engine, Engine Number, Number Nine. Nine. 
Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef, and our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball.